Hello, welcome to episode 21 of Harmonious World. This week I'm joined by Sarah McKenzie, who's an incredible pianist and singer, and she had a very interesting lockdown version one here in England, even though she's from America. Thank you for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. I'm happy to be here. Brilliant. Um, what nationality are you? So I'm, I'm Australian, but I uh, studied in America, in Boston. Um, I'm, I lived a little in France and in the UK, in London for a few years. And now I'm in California. So <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm, I'm truly international, you know, really. Absolutely. So can you talk to me about how these tracks came about? So there's Schneller and then Waiting Here For You, very, very different. So how did that happen? And also explain to my listeners how your lockdown happened, because it's a fascinating story. Uh, well, yes. Uh, I mean, you know, I, I was I came to France to do some concerts um, and the day that I arrived, actually, the first one got cancelled and they all got cancelled after that. And I do remember sitting in Nice and the restaurant owner saying, you know, the whole of France will be closed, you know, from tomorrow. No restaurants, you know. And uh, so I thought, OK, I've got to get out. Uh, so we went to the UK and... Um, it was more normal there initially and we thought oh good it's it's normal here we've escaped that's fine <laughs> and then something like three days later the the whole of the uk lockdown and that was definitely panic and oh my gosh you know this is real decided to get out of the city because you know you don't want to be locked down in a hotel room in in london i think that would be you know an expensive hotel and so uh i found a place with a, a piano just uh in sussex by the coast you know near the cliffs of dover very beautiful rural area and um the place uh, we stayed had a beautiful piano and so I was able to work uh, through this period which was a real godsend I think and also you know because you can't do anything else but you're one hour of exercise a day get out and be amongst nature and the coastline and you know I, I thought we'd be there for two weeks but we ended up staying for three and a half months <laughs> so uh, my husband and I we, we call it like a second honeymoon I suppose but I think I'm, I'm what I'm most proud about that time is that we really we thought we've got to adapt you know there's no concerts and we we need to at this moment not take a step back but take a step forward you know so what can we do um, and we found out that there was a little recording studio nearby with a baby grand piano just a home studio no, nothing fancy or anything like that and so we decided let's let's do a whole bunch of virtual videos where we connect musicians from around the world and we put the music together post. Um, so no one's actually recorded at the same time, but let's see if it works layering one by the other. And it did, it really worked. And it's been an incredible, um, incredibly inspiring project at a time that was not very inspiring. And to work with so many musicians from Brazil, Argentina, Hungary, Australia, America, the UK, was a really, really inspiring thing to do in such a, pessimistic time when no one was working you know yeah yes I mean I think you know you were talking about the lockdown because because we we kind of thought we're an island it won't hit us you know we'll be fine 
And, you know, it's all going on in Italy, obviously. It was Italy first, and then it was France and Spain. And we all thought, yeah, but that's over there, the other side of the water. It'll be fine here. And, uh, you know, I think, as you say, it was three days, and we went, okay, it's not going to be fine. But, but a couple of weeks, you know, we'll be fine. And, and, yep. and then, you know, and here we are nine months later. Still, it's still going. Yep, yeah. it's so true. What you were talking there about the recording process, and I think for many people, we started thinking that people could play together and just be in different rooms, different parts of the world, but the, the sound over the telephone-wise, it would be fine. And we realised that there were all these things about the delay, yes. and so actually it became that I did some recording, and um, you had to do the you had to do the sound first and then you had to do the video afterwards as if you were doing it at the well, same we, time. We did all of our videos at the same time uh, with one oh. exception, with one exception, which was the waiting here for you video. But all of the others uh, that we did were done live. So that, but you ah. have to, the only, but the thing is, is that you have to, um, you have to put everybody together post, you know, so you can't, yeah, True. If you were to try to, you know, try to play with someone via Zoom, it doesn't work because of the delay. Yeah, but doing it, um, you know, one by one is fantastic. You know, that really works. And surprisingly, um, what I loved about it most was that it really, it really got me to just focus on the music again. You know, so I received the file. I, I wrote the arrangement. I send it off to the bass player. He records the bass line and then he sends it back to me. And then I record my piano and singing on top. But, you know, but first I listened very deeply to what he played. And if he did something, you know, if his bass line went up high, then I would go up high. If he went down low, I would go down low. If he played some different harmonic changes, I was aware of that. So that when I recorded on top, I was completely in sync with him. And then the right. soloist would record on top of that, say a trumpet soloist, and their, their solos completely improvised, uh, but they're listening. And then we would add the drums in finally. And, and he specifically asked to be last so that he could react to everything that was going on. So it wasn't as if it was sort of a backing track and I, I sang my part over the top. It really was a very, as normal as possible, given the, the, the circumstances. That's really interesting because I think often you would think, oh, well, you've got to put the bass and the drums down first mm. because that's that feels like the right thing. You can't do it without the drums. But actually, it's interesting that you say that about the, the drums going in last. I, I had a friend a conversation uh, with a friend of mine who is a drummer, and that's what he said. Oh, we did one too, but, you know, the drums and bass have got to record first. I said, well, the, if you do that, though, you'll risk it sounding like an, an Abersold backing track you know, because yes. the drum's not reacting to the soloist or anything else, you know. So it is correct to have the drums last. Uh, and look, we, for all of the projects, even the ballads, we did record to click, you know, so we are all in you, Yeah, you have to, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, it, it works surprisingly well, I have to say. And I think yeah. the highlight for me was really becoming immersed in just the sound. Again, not worrying about what's going on in the world, but just focusing on that baseline and, and, and really trying to lock in. And, and, you know, and when you see the creation happen all together, it's, it's really, you know, we were very excited, I have to say. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah can i talk to you about the four trumpets in schneller absolutely absolutely how did so so did you decide that you wanted the same performer playing the four tracks yes that, that was very you've got a great you got a great trumpeter there i mean he's, oh, he's the very amazing. best kenny rampton yeah. from jazz at lincoln center Orchestra. exactly amazing player i mean we really lucked out you know uh I suggested we should ask him, you know, because he can only say no, you know. So we, we asked him. And the thing is, we, what we have found during this time with all of the collaborations, even with the waiting here for you, which I suppose we'll get to, because some of those guys yeah. have played with Michael Jackson, Barbara Streisand, Selena. I know the names. I mean, it's, it's possible that it's really, in fact, it's probably highly, highly likely that I would never actually have had the opportunity to do these projects with this calibre of people in normal time just because they would have been busy on tours with Barbara Streisand and, you know, but because everybody's out of work, everybody sort of had time to, to do something. So it was amazing that Kenny Rampton could, could join us and uh, I reached out to Kenny. I said, Kenny, I'm the composer of Schneller and look, this is a tune I wrote about the German Autobahn and it's loud and it's fast and I want one guy to play these four trumpet parts because it would be over the top but appropriate for the, for the song, you know. And yeah. he, he said, it's really complicated. I'm not sure if I can do it, but let, let me give it a, a try. And um, it was just fantastic. When I got the files back, uh, I thought it was absolutely brilliant what he did. And I have a great um, friend and collaborator in Australia, in Chong Lim. He, he's a great composer. He wrote a lot of the music for the Australian Olympics and a uh, wonderful composer. And he did all the mixing for the project. So I saw that that was... Uh, because, I mean, the, the, you know, you talked about having an international history yourself, but to have, because it was, um, it was some of it was from Air, at Air in London and then mixed in Melbourne. And, you know, so I think it's beautiful that we can do that, we, that there's the technology to do that. And mm. that there's the will at the moment that people want to be collaborating. Absolutely. I think it's been essential, you know, working with these guys. Uh, we did a beautiful Brazil project and for the Jobim tune, Corcovado. And when we put that one together, it was just so, you know, beautiful. It reminds you again why you, why you do it, you know, in a time yeah. of crisis. And wouldn't it be lovely if the whole world was like that you know let's all collaborate uh, you know I, although to be fair I mean all this talk about the vaccine now yes. it feels as if scientists are doing this too you know scientists are collaborating perhaps you know no absolutely no hopefully this is a good sign of things to come yep exactly so talk me through waiting here for you Yes. Well, this is a tune that I wrote and actually I, look, I, 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 uh, I was sort of thinking more of a, a Joni Mitchell, Jaco Pastoris kind of feeling for this song. And, uh, you know, I got in touch with a, a great electric bassist from Germany, Jürgen Attig, and he put down something just like that, you know, and I thought, fantastic. Um, but then, um, my producer, uh, and mixer, Chong Lim, who I was just mentioning, he suggested you should get this drummer, uh, J.R. Robinson. He's amazing. Just, you know, see what he says. And I said, okay. Uh, and also this guitarist who's worked with Celine Dion and, and, you know, incredible musicians, Michael Thompson. And when they came back, I initially had a shock because it sounded like nothing I had ever done before and definitely didn't sound like jazz anymore. In fact, it was something sort of... 
I don't even know how to describe it. Something country, something Fleetwood Mac, something, I don't know. On the second listen, after I'd gotten over the shock, I thought this is fantastic as well. And what an amazing guitar solo from Michael Thompson. Oh, it's a, it is stunning, isn't it? I mean, it's incredible. And what he did, you know, at the caliber of, of his musicianship, he had about four guitar tracks. He had the rhythm, he had the lead, he had a slide guitar in there. You know, he really gave incredible quality, musical quality, you know. And uh, so it really was very exciting exciting project something different and you know maybe that's what this time is all about as well you know we are you can't do what you normally do so why not step out of your comfort zone you know a little bit and just try a few different things yeah it's it's fascinating because especially when you're playing with people like that they're bringing something new that as you say you perhaps wouldn't have had the opportunity to play with them because they would have been out on the road and doing other things and you know these guys get booked up couple of years in advance so you know to suddenly have them available is a blessing in in some ways so capitalizing on that on the the uniqueness of the situation is very interesting no it's it's been a really it's been a a double-edged sword you know yes the industry is struggling at the moment and um you know, there's no festivals, there's no live music, and that's really hard. But at the same time, the adapting process, everyone we asked to, to do a collaboration with said yes, you know, and, uh, you know, that experience has been really wonderful. It, it was part of a larger program uh, in the end called Music Connects Our World, which was 10 songs, all virtual projects or socially distanced. There was one where I, I wrote a choral piece and... Um, we actually were able to get to Bavaria in Germany and record it with a socially distanced choir. It was very difficult because I was conducting the choir and they were spread over two levels and the organist was on the third level and I'm trying to look at him through the, the rear vision mirror while looking at the first soprano and it was... Uh, <laughs> wow. Uh, but, the, but the result is amazing. They're, they're incredible singers. Um, you know, it's a beautiful collaborative project to do in a time when, you know, hope seems very small yeah are you sensing that there is a that people are starting to make plans for live music are people asking you for availability yet or or any of that stuff well after the first concerts got cancelled in march april we did come back in uh september i think it was to france and italy and we were able to do four out of the five concerts so um that's fantastic, uh, you know, small theatres and, you know, lovely places. And then everything locked down again. And, of course, we have bookings for April, May, but they're all very tentative and might get cancelled again. The feeling is definitely, definitely when we were in France and we played there that everybody wanted live music back again, you know, and, and I was really you know, I am concerned that people will be too afraid to come out to concerts and that that will really affect the touring industry. But it it didn't seem that way. Everybody was thanking us so much for coming and this is the first concert that they've had in six months and they're so excited and it was sold out, you know, socially distanced, of course. So I think people do want live music. I think there is a lot of hope for it. I think with the vaccine coming through, perhaps in the summer of next year, things will start and then hopefully in 2022 it will start to feel more normal again it's going to take a little bit more time but uh i am optimistic about it 
great i think that's all we can be really actually isn't it so you know just hoping so I, i've just been watching a uh, a television broadcast here about the vaccine and saying that they're prioritizing basically the older people because the statistics are that yeah. more older people die from from covid so perhaps it's going to be because younger people are you know obviously they're they're a bit more daring and a bit more willing to go out there and so perhaps if those of us that are a bit older are vaccinated as well we'll go well hang on actually maybe i've been i've been vaccinated i'll be fine maybe i will go out so you know let's hope definitely i think the other thing that was very encouraging was the amount of effort that when we did play those concerts uh the the organizers went to to make sure it was safe you know they brought the people in socially distanced everyone had their masks everyone had to sanitize their hands before they came in there was you know a good meter or two between each person in the theater and you know theaters are quite large so you do have a lot of you know, it's not like you're in a train or, or an aeroplane for that matter. You know, I, right. I've, I've been on aeroplane. I've been on 18 flights in the last uh, couple of oh, months wow. and I've had three negative COVID tests. So that's wonderful. And they, they do a good job on the aeroplanes also of making sure that as to the best that they can, that it's safe. But, you know, you, you would be safer in a concert hall, I would say, with, with how, you know, they distance the people than on an aeroplane where you sit right next to everybody. So, yeah. Uh, you know, I would like to encourage people to not be afraid to come back to the concerts because I think that if you're going to go on an aeroplane, you can definitely go to a concert. Yeah, exactly. Well, let's hope so. I've got my first concert booked in for the uh, middle of December where I'm going to a guy to hear a guy who's got a, a Christmas album out. And so he's got his launch. Yeah, so I'm really looking forward to that. So that's, uh, oh. but I'll be driving down to London, not going on the train. Just to, I'm, as you say, I'm I'm happier about going to a venue. Where are you in in England? Uh, so I'm in Hertfordshire, about thirty oh. miles north of London. Beautiful, amazing. I absolutely love England. You know, I I really really love it. I loved my time in 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 Sussex. It's just everywhere is so beautiful. Yeah. yeah and it was a great summer i mean we had a an ama- we had amazing weather that's right so. i mean in, in that lockdown period the first time it was incredible it so was beautiful. yeah we'd had a very very wet period in sort of january february and then all of a sudden it kind of it eased off a little bit and then may came and it was beautiful and, and it, everybody was like well you know there's worse ways to be shut down you know so actually yeah that's right and you know we had a little garden there in the place where we were and it was so beautiful to see you know the different roses spring up and uh you know the bluebells the blue oh i know incredible you know every week there was something different and uh that was really beautiful too to just sort of slow down and remember and i think there's so much that you can gain from a chaotic or or you know a crisis like this uh, that doesn't make it excuse you know it doesn't doesn't make it better and it does but it did you just have to find the those positives if you can exactly right well i really hope that you get to come to the uk because i'd love to hear you uh, in person i think that would be fantastic so you know i look forward to that thank you very much no absolutely i hope so too fantastic okay well thank you so much for joining me i've really enjoyed talking to you sarah you too, absolutely. And thank you for, for inviting me. And, uh, you know, I, I hope you... What do you play? A saxophone. 
Oh, fantastic. I'm a sax player, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's so yeah. cool. Okay, yeah. well, I get to hear you play too. <laughs> well, exactly. You never know. Can I also just ask you, over your shoulder, I can see a letter that has been framed. Yes. It looks like it's very interesting because obviously you've taken it very seriously because you've put it in a frame. So can I ask what it is? Uh, yes, it's, um, it's a letter from uh, the office of the French president. My uh, manager wrote to him and asked if he would... Um, <laughs> I've, I've, played, I've played for... Um, for Emmanuel Macron in France, and I've also been fortunate enough to be at a state dinner with uh, Francois Hollande before him. Oh, uh, yeah. So I have a, because I have had in the past a record contract with France, I have a, an affiliation with them. But anyway, I was just very proud of my manager um, because he, he wrote to the office of Emmanuel Macron and asked him whether he would, uh, he would come or someone from his office to see a commission that I had, which was a project called Paris of the West, um, a commission from America in San Francisco, where I took, uh, wrote a whole suite of music based on the French influence in San Francisco. Oh, yeah. A really beautiful story. And he, anyway, he, he asked if someone would come and, and watch the concert and, you know, join us in this wonderful event. And, um, I, I said to him, to the manager, my manager, you know, you, what were you thinking? They were never going to, you know, send anyone. And they actually wrote back that we would like to thank Sarah McKenzie so much for her services um, to France. Oh. And Emmanuel Macron can't come this time, but we are very proud of Sarah and we would like to thank, thank her. And so it is on, you know, the official... Um, Notehead, and um, so I, 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 it's there. I framed it because I said, you know, anything is possible, and look what happens if you just ask. You know, it, it didn't come yeah. about, but look, look what happened. And I, I sort of live by that motto as well. You know, you should really just go beyond yourself, and uh, you never know what might happen. That's a very good way to live your life. Oh, thank you so much, Sarah. It's really nice to talk to you. You too, absolutely. Stay well and safe. Well, I hope you enjoyed listening to that interview with Sarah McKenzie. She was fascinating and I loved the bit at the end about follow your dreams and just do it and ask. You never know what's going to happen. Thank you for joining me once more on Harmonious World and I hope this finds you well and you're staying safe. I have some great new interviews lined up for the coming weeks, so please join me next time on Harmonious World. Thank you for listening to the latest episode of Harmonious World. My name is Hilary Seabrook and it's a great delight to bring this series of discussions with musicians and composers and writers and all sorts of people to you. Obviously, there's no point in having a podcast if people aren't listening and I'm very grateful to my listeners for doing so. Thanks also to Joe English for composing and performing this new theme tune. So wherever you get your podcast, you can leave a review. You can share this with your friends and family, either as a link or on social media and that sort of thing. I'd be really grateful for that. Don't forget that you can subscribe now. There's a link wherever you get your podcasts. So have a great week and please remember why I started this, which is just to try and make the world a little more harmonious. Thanks for listening to Harmonious World. <laughs>